0: Our new church here opens today with this longing reading from Isaiah. Isaiah is writing on behalf of a people who feel deeply their experience of being in exile, and they can't help but wonder if they have been abandoned by God, if indeed God may be angry with them. And so they plead for God's return, for God to turn God's face back to them. And they claim their heritage as God's children. This people worn down by exile. Exile was all over the news this week as an old wound in our national experience was yet again laid bare. The events in Ferguson, Missouri and the subsequent protests that roiled us from Oakland to New York were hard reminders that our country still remains a long way from a just and lasting peace. I had to do a double-take when a well-regarded pundit in a well-regarded news outlet this week was opining that what makes things so complicated today is that minorities in this country, he was saying, now face not only a civil rights challenge, as though that was simple by itself, but income, legal, educational opportunity, and job access inequality. He made it sound like that's a new thing. And those of us, of course, who live in households where racial inequality is part of our daily experience know that it has always, always been this complicated. It was this complicated 50 years ago when Father Murray Hammond, our rector emeritus, followed Martin Luther King and a hundred other clergy in the march from Selma to Montgomery. It was this complicated during the L.A. riots of 20 years ago. It's this complicated today across the bay in Oakland and Richmond and just next door in Marin City. Civil rights, of course, have never been divorced from the experience of the justice system, the economic system, or the educational system. So many of our sisters and brothers continue to experience, right now, exile. What we witnessed this week was only that those of us who feel privileged by our luck of birth feeling woken up again, woken up again to all that we might take for granted. Just in time, I suppose, for Jesus to remind us to keep awake. That refrain that has grown increasingly important as the nights have lengthened. The darkness has crept in. Jesus speaks to us today out of pithy, dark, yet remarkably eloquent words from the gospel according to Mark. It is raw apocalyptic that gets to launch our journey this Advent. That wrapping up of end times with a promise of something new being born. Beneath that is the original meaning of apocalypsis, which is a revealing of the reality behind all things, an unveiling, an uncovering of what is ultimately true. It seems oddly fitting that we should be confronted this week together with the shadow of our heritage, the ongoing wounds deep in our common society, the troubles of falling stars and the darkened sun, and the diminished moon going, is Jesus' way of pointing us to the dark truths that are very real in our common lives. But, but instead of inviting despair, Jesus compares them with a fig tree that is moving towards fruition because Jesus knows that when we face into our darkness, both individual and shared, when we set aside the easy denial and posturing that so divorces us from what is real, we make ourselves fully vulnerable to redemption. Our God, as we have been reminded repeatedly for weeks now, is not interested in being our knight in shining armor, nor an overlord, nor simply a reflection of our most delightful fantasy. Rather, our God comprehends both the light and the dark. Ours is a God who comprehends the deep wounds that estrange and bewilder us across the generations. Ours is a God who knows the fears of a rookie police officer and the rageful indiscretions of a young man on the street A God who knows the untold scars of slavery passed on from generation to generation. And the corruption of power, unwittingly or wittingly, recapitulated again and again. Ours is a God who also knows the hopes of mothers for their children and the solidarity of holy men and holy women standing together across all that divides us. A God who knows Ferguson and Selma and Montgomery, and Birmingham, and the ghettos of New York, and Chicago, and Los Angeles. A God who knows the contours and divisions of Oakland, San Francisco, and Southern Maryland. Jesus tells us, keep awake, keep watch, and if we will, if we are willing, participate in what is coming into all of our dark exiles and our wounded places. A Messiah, an anointed one, who brings healing, who brings renewal, who brings relationship as an offering to our common and individual darkness. What our African-American sisters and brothers learned to sing generations ago while living in the squalor and violence of slavery there is a bomb in Gilead, they would say, a bomb to heal the sin sick soul. If we will only keep awake here in the darkness without trying to solve things immediately or reject things out of denial, but rather sit here in the darkness, in exile we might be met by Christ. We might be inspired to a new vision for our common future. Spiritual author Jan Richardson has put it very simply for this time of year. Darkness can become the tending place in which our longings for healing, justice and peace grow and come to birth. Keep awake, my sisters and brothers. Keep awake together. Remember that we are all children of God. It is Advent. Our redemption is only just beginning. at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V, for Mill Valley, dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.